Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 6 of Dungeon Meshi. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So last time we left off, there was that whole business with the bugs and the ghosts and all that. And I feel like, uh... I don't know. Like, I, I guess between the food and the subject matter of the episode, it wasn't quite sitting with me as well as, uh... previous episodes, so I'm hoping this will be something of a return to form. Now I guess the issue here is, uh, they're not making much progress and it's starting to get... A little late in the day, and they haven't had much proper food, you know. I mean, sure, they've had, like, some food here and there. But, uh... It's unfortunate that the only things they've found thus far are the bugs. I guess this is, uh... In part, the inherent issue with Lias's plan. You know, delving into this dungeon sort of requires you to have food, but if your food relies on monsters... You know, if you don't run into any edible monsters, then you're kind of in a pickle. So, one wonders if perhaps the better plan would be to bring, uh... Some more typical... Emergency rations for a situation like this. I mean, they're venturing through what is essentially like an old dining hall. And it certainly looks abandoned. You know? And even if it weren't abandoned, this is the type of place that I feel like would house the undead. Which, you know, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't eat that stuff, even if there were bits of it that remained edible. Oh, oh okay. I, I guess I assumed it was like a little peephole behind the painting that was uh, allowing somebody to watch them, but a living painting. Now that's interesting. So a living painting isn't a Dungeons and Dragon Monsters that I'm aware of, but 
I guess the idea is the painting sucks people into it and, you know, in the painting he can eat the grapes that were also painted. I mean, uh, I'm not sure how that works logically, but Lias hasn't been totally off the reservation before. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, if it's this or starvation, you might as well try this. But, uh... Man. I, I guess if you're gonna do something like this, you might as well go for a painting that depicts, like, a banquet or something. Although this also assumes that all these paintings are monstrous in nature. I mean, that just so happens to be the case with this one. Now this, this is actually very interesting, you know, it's basically like a portal into an alternate dimension, effectively. And the people inside are apparently, you know, sapient. I mean, to the point where this, essentially, this serving woman is like, you know, hey, carry some food, you know, there are people to feed here. I feel like this is uh, almost something that would be better avoided because the idea was, you know, you can go in here, you can take all the food, but like, if there are actual people here, I, I think it's a moral quandary, really. You know, you'd functionally be stealing from these people. And alternately, one has to wonder, like, I guess, what effect does uh, the world inside the painting have on uh, the outside? Is there any overlap? Yeah, a whole bunch of questions, not many answers, and frankly, probably not a good source of food either. Even if there did seem to be actual food he could have eaten. Now this is starting to seem like a bit of a chronic problem where Lias doesn't properly explain things. You know, just saying like, oh, it didn't feel right to take the food, you know, that's, uh... That doesn't really do justice to the fact that, you know, the people in there were really lifelike, even if they might just be the product of the painting and stealing from them wouldn't sit well. Additionally, I'm not sure if this painting's a remarkably good idea either. I mean, there are more people for one thing, and, uh... It looks like the cast of characters is somewhat the same. You know, that king there looks similar. I mean, if nothing else, uh... Oh, no. Prince. Okay, so he's the baby from the painting, then. I mean, if nothing else, he has the good grace to sort of forgive Laius for, uh, falling on the table. Yet, yeah, something tells me that Laius isn't going to be willing to take any food from here, either. Yep. There we go. You know, sure, the food might have been right there for the taking, but now the old king is dying. You know, 
Oh, and poison, I guess, you know. Uh, the food might not be safe, you know, you wouldn't want to trust it. Alright, so that's something else, you know, there's this elf that's appearing in multiple paintings. One has to wonder, what's the significance of that? Alright, so I guess that's one question answered. You can't take food out of the painting. Now one has to wonder, like, is the... Is the food actually going to be substantial if you can't take it out with you? Now, of course, if he's uh, witnessing a coronation, I don't know if he can necessarily just start eating. I feel like it would be uh, poor courtesy to eat before the newly crowned king, I guess, eats or instructs everybody or... Yeah, you know, something tells me he's going to get himself in a little bit of trouble here. I mean, if nothing else, uh, it certainly seems like the food's good. That uh, could certainly be a lot worse. I guess, uh, where's this going from here? Because now the others have to eat. Ooh. Okay. So this is, uh, this is something alright. This elf clearly has some sort of sapience. Which I guess lends credence to the idea that this is, uh, not merely, like, a magical painting, but, uh, some sort of alternate dimension. And for somebody to be aware that, uh, you know, hey, this is a person that doesn't belong here, he keeps cropping up, that implies causality in a timeline. You know, I feel like after being uh, confronted like that, it would probably be a good idea to refrain from entering paintings. Alright, so I guess there's, uh, the big problem, too. You know, the food is insubstantial. It doesn't last outside of the painting. Uh, I guess it was a nice idea in theory, but, uh, it's rather unfortunate that it didn't hold up to scrutiny. Ooh. Yeah, that is, uh... That is probably true and kind of a tough pill to swallow, that if they hadn't been fooling around with the paintings, they could be somewhere else by now, and maybe, uh... in a place with more substantial... food. So I feel like this is going to, uh, become an issue that... Chilchik noticed what is in all likelihood a mimic, and only he's really noticed it. He hasn't 
told anyone. And I guess he has a reasonable reason for uh, not telling them. You know, they'll want to eat it. I mean, they are nasty critters, Mimics, but... Uh, I feel like if you know what you're looking for, you should be able to do something. Yeah, you know, I guess there's all variety of cunning mimics, you know. Now, I guess that is kind of interesting that, you know, some mimics might be booby-trapped additionally. I mean, I guess in a world where uh, resurrection magic exists, you know, you can sort of learn from your lessons. You know, something tells me that Chilchuk is probably the oldest of the group. I mean, he certainly has sort of a sour attitude about the whole thing that, you know, his personal information is his own, he's not going to share it, but... Man. Yeah, so it seems like they really are in a bind, where... They've sort of, uh, not eaten for a little while. I feel like, uh, this is where things are gonna hit the fan. Chilchuk is going to go collect water. And that's sort of in the area in which he noticed that mimic. I feel like it's gonna get him, and since he didn't really tell anybody about it, uh... You know, uh... The situation might deteriorate. Man, you know things are bad when he's considering eating those coin bugs again. Oh dear. So I guess that's what you get, you know. By uh, not being cautious, you've hit a trap. You're in all likelihood sealed in a room with the Mimic, so I guess if you leave it alone, it's no big deal. Yeah, this is a... this is a real pickle for sure. I mean... In all likelihood, just waiting it out is probably your best bet. Because, you know, if you, uh... If you scream and holler, as he said, it would attract attention of monsters in addition to his comrades. I mean, like, it's not like anything really bad is on the verge of happening either within the room. So, honestly, it would probably be best just to, uh, wait for morning, you know? Because, like, when they notice he's gone, they're obviously going to look for him. And then he should be able to attract their attention rather harmlessly. So I'm wondering uh, what this is playing at here, because I feel like we've already learned the lesson that many people in the party have different specialties and thus contribute, but uh, with only chill check here, I'm wondering if this is maybe like, you know, you should learn to open up to your party members here.
So I guess the crux of the issue is that there's the mimic, and perhaps he could have avoided this situation had he just, uh, told everyone about it. Although it seems like, uh... Okay, the mimic wasn't what he assumed it was. But all the same, he did manage to, uh, inadvertently... Well, I take that back. I would have assumed it would have gotten skewered and therefore killed. You know, I'm surprised by how sort of fluid the animation has become just for this little sequence of Chilchuck being chased by a mimic. I guess this is probably one of the most substantial action scenes we've had in a while. But even so... So, uh, that was uh, a fair degree riskier than I would have assumed he would go for. Seeing as how he got uh, substantially skewered. But, uh... Yeah, you know, I, uh... I feel like Chilchuk's really just digging himself deeper, you know? Because he's only sort of avoided the mimic for the time being. And he's tooling around with all these traps, you know. I get the feeling that one of these days, something real bad's gonna happen. Well, I suppose not. You know, he managed to get out of the room and seal the mimic in just, uh... Just by pure luck, I suppose, you know. It wasn't uh, strictly necessary that it would have stepped on the... What would you call it? The floor switch, I guess? I guess things worked out alright in that he managed to crush the mimic in the door purely by accident, and so, uh... If nothing else, they can eat it. You know, he kind of wanted to avoid that, all told, you know. It's probably gonna be gross. If Lias knew about it, he'd want to eat it, but, uh... Beats starving, I guess. So I guess it's, um, I don't know, it's weird, mimic physiology doesn't make much sense to me. It seems like their form depends on their diet. And this one, I guess, eats a lot of, uh, invertebrates, crustaceans, stuff like that. So I'd imagine, you know, you could kind of cook it like that giant scorpion, or like, uh, like crab or something, you know, chop it up, remove... The innards, boil it, it'll probably turn nice and red. And then you just sort of like, crack the carapace to get the meat. It is interesting that after all this, Chilchuck is not willing to eat it, at least by his own admission. I feel like that's gonna change in pretty short order when it turns out to actually be not that bad. Especially because it does look like, you know, crab legs essentially, and while... Personally, I don't care for seafood. I know it is sort of considered a luxury. Okay, so it turns out the uh, the mere indignity of eating a mimic is not enough. 
They wanted to use his lockpicking tools to try and aid in eating it. I mean, this probably isn't the appropriate use for the tools. And I guess obviously Chilchuk's none too happy about his tools being degraded in that manner. I don't know. I would think the opportunity to eat a monster that's been picking on you for a while would be, uh... You know, something he would kind of jump at out of spite. But, uh... I mean, that's how it goes, huh? The worst part is that it was actually delicious the whole time. So, you know, Chilchuk's outlook probably hasn't changed all that much. Man. And there we go. There's the uh, uncomfortable question. Why didn't you tell us? I mean, I guess... Uh, I guess he understands, at least, that he's made a couple errors in judgment, and therefore... You know, maybe he should uh, reconsider a whole bunch of things. Now that is quite interesting, just from an ecological perspective, that mimics don't eat treasure bugs and therefore they can lay eggs them safely and all that. Wow. You know, I would have guessed, like, uh, mid-40s or something, just for the shock value, but, you know, turning 29, that's, uh... You know, it's not nothing. <laughs> uh, that's the worst part, you know, they have to sort of, like, treat him like an adult now, uncomfortably so.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.